The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. More and more women continue to climb the ranks in the mortgage industry, and today we're celebrating one of those women who's moving the industry forward. We're also going to take a look at what changes are needed to get more women into the field. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by Christy Ward. She's Executive Vice President and Senior Strategy Officer for Mortgage Connect, and she's also one of our powerful women in mortgage banking. So I guess just first, you know, con- congratulations on on this. Uh, what what is your reaction to uh, being honored like this? Well, I'm obviously I'm. It's very humbling, uh, and I'm just I'm really honored to be recognized by such a you know a wonderful publication and company. And so I am, um, you know, I really I'm very appreciative, but um, just very humbled uh, because there are just so many people involved in my success. I feel like it was a team effort in a lot of ways. And, and, you know, we're, we're, uh, in, in 2022, you know, you know, not necessarily this, but, you know, sometimes with stuff like this, you get a little pushback of, you know, why are we singling out women or this group or that group? Do you you still feel that it's necessary, you know, working in this industry to, to celebrate women who have success like you do? Uh, you know, I think it's great to celebrate women that have success. You know, I I am, though, I will tell you, I sometimes say, why aren't we celebrating people or, you know, top performers in the industry? And I know there are some of those lists, but, you know, we also don't have lists that are celebrating men. Um, so, you know, I question, do we continue to set ourselves apart by doing that? And so um, it, it's a good question. Well, I guess just do you do you feel, you know, as a woman who's who's an executive, not just in your company, but in the industry as general, when executives get together, do you still feel that that women are greatly outnumbered? Do you feel like we're, we're making progress and do you feel like we're where we need to be? I think we're making progress. I still think we're far away from where we need to be. Um, And it's not unusual still, you know, uh, we're certainly not as outnumbered as we used to be. So yes, we're making progress. And I think that's a good thing. I do believe there's still a need to expand the boardroom, particularly at the C-level for women in our industry. I mean, when you look around the top 30 lenders uh, in mortgage banking, Less than one hand are the are the female CEOs at those top thirty lenders, and so you know we have some work to do to expand the boardroom. And and how do we do that? I mean, obviously, as a company, you can look around and you can identify women and, and prop them up, but that that's only going to get you so far. And and really, the the answer is probably to open up the pipeline and get more women into the industry. And and a lot of this will eventually even out. But how do we get more women? into mortgage, and then propel them to leadership. 
Well, you know, I think our industry took a hit in 2008 uh, from a reputational standpoint, right? So you don't have a whole lot of young people saying, oh, yeah, I want to get into mortgage banking. So I think we have to destigmatize our industry to some degree to start attracting young talent. And I think that we can we can lean on the fintech side of our industry to do that. But I also think that we need to create pathways for entrepreneurship also that are more clear, especially for women in our industry. And I certainly think there are ways to do that. Um, but I, I think there needs to be a little more time and focus and a lot more energy spent there um, because certainly there's still a, a very large gap there. And obviously, it can take a while to get rid of that stigma, especially when women have other opportunities. But do you feel that the culture has changed? Do you feel that, you know, the stigma needs to change because the culture has changed and it's just a matter of making people aware of that? I think to a degree, I, you know, I, I think we need to do, I think we need to do a better job in the mortgage industry in general at recruitment out of college and, and getting our message out that we're, you know, the mortgage industry, even though we're in the worst market in, in many, many decades, it is still a great place to hang your hat. You know, people make good money in our industry. We're valuable. We put people in homes. We keep people in homes. To me, that's something that is a worthy and great career path. And so I think we need to do more to attract young people to our industry. And I think we could do a better job there. And what would you, you know, I, I, that sounds like a, a pitch right there, but, you know, if you're talking to a, a young woman who's out of college and, and considering her opportunities, what would you say to her about, you know, you should get into mortgage and, and maybe one day you too can can be where I am? Yeah, absolutely. Because I, you know, get into mortgage and learn everything you can about this industry. You know, I think a lot of times, we get into mortgage and we learn and we're really good at one thing within mortgage. And I think there are so many different segments of mortgage. You can grow your career indefinitely in mortgage. It's not just origination, it's servicing, it's capital markets, it's secondary markets. There's such a wide array of differing uh, fields of interest to, to be in in this industry. And what a great place to call home because, again, you're doing something that's meaningful to people. What could be more meaningful than putting people into a home? Uh, not much. Not much. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And and you talked, you know, you 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 talked a little bit about the different opportunities, and you mentioned things like fintech before. I mean, is that something you can tell? Hey, maybe you're not a numbers person. Maybe you find the idea of writing a loan to be boring. But there's other things in this industry now. It's not just about getting people to fill out applications. And there are other careers here. Is that something you think uh, that can be sold to to women and to young people in general? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just a numbers pushing game whatsoever. I mean, being a loan officer, for instance, is a great place to start. You get to know consumers, you get to you get to understand processing and underwriting. And, you know, a lot of people have started their careers there and just progressed. And it's not something that you need to have a Harvard MBA for. 
I mean, let's face it, a lot, a lot of people in our industry don't have college degrees. You know, I think you can make, I think you make your own way in this industry. And I think it's a great, and that's not the, the fact in a lot of different industries, but I think this industry is very open and very nimble. And again, a great place to have a career. And as somebody who is, you know, a, a top executive, it sounds like you want to attract young people in general, but do you, as a woman in that space, do you ever feel an obligation to talk to other women in the industry and and guide them so that, you know, down the road, there are more women like you in positions like yours? I do. I do. So I started a nonprofit called Women Empowering Women uh, back in 2019. And it's been a raging success. Why? Because we we brought together probably 65 top women in U.S. mortgage banking. And we found that there was a real need to have peer-to-peer collaboration, both at the top of the house, but we've, we've now added to our group a lot of up-and-coming women. And we found that by engaging with those up coming women, hopefully we can have them skip the hard lessons we had to learn. So we're helping to pull them up the ladder with mentorship, advice, and there's a safe place for them to go outside of the four walls of their company for advice. And that's incredibly important when you're building a career is to have a support network of women that are championing you in the industry. And so I would like to think we're making a difference at the at the WEW and helping to bring young women up the ranks of mortgage banking, which is incredibly important. And when you get to the top, you know, we're not kicking the ladder out from behind us. We're reaching down and hopefully pulling others up that ladder. What are, you don't necessarily have to name names or anything, but what are some of the hard lessons, you know, again, back to, you know, the opening question of, you know, we've advanced a society and and people have equal opportunities and yet women still have to learn hard lessons and try to protect the next generation from doing the same. I mean, what are some of the hard lessons that you still had to go through, you know, even, even in what we feel like is a, a modern time? Well, I think that, you know, it's funny, we just got back from our annual retreat and a very hot topic was imposter syndrome. And I think men have this too. This is just isn't just limited to women. But, you know, I I think you have to stop self-doubt. You know, if I could go back to my younger self, I would say, you know this industry better than most. Why are you even second guessing yourself in this scenario? Be strong in the boardroom. Know your stuff. Know it better than anybody else at that boardroom table and and, and pave your own pathway. And I think, you know, again, I think a lot of times we second guess even when we know we have the right answer. And I think between, I, I think that, and then I think taking risk take more risk. And I would take a lot more risk if I could go back and do things differently. Um, Because I'm finding as I'm finding women in there, you know, as they get more mature in their careers are taking more risk, and they're becoming more authentic to who they are. And then they're finding more and more success. I really want our 30 year olds to figure that out before they before they get in their late 40s and early 50s, it'll help them pave a better pathway. Yeah, I can't even remember where I heard it, but I heard something about, you know, one of the reasons why men might advance faster in their careers is because they've come from a culture where you almost have to convince them if they're not qualified, whereas women, you kind of have to convince them, no, you have, you don't have to wait any longer, you're qualified. And so it takes to sort of... You have double the qualifications of most of the other candidates, but yet we do see that. We see women are like, well, am I really qualified? Yes, 
Yes, you are. And those are the risks that we have to, you know, lean into and start taking as women. And and I, I do believe women will wait longer to make sure that they they every, you know, every job qualification is not only met but exceeded, where a lot of times our male counterparts will go, Yeah, I don't have half of that, but I'm qualified. I'm gonna go get the job. Um, and so we have to take more risk. Yeah, sometimes you get told you're not ready yet, but this is what you have to do. And even if you get told no, you kind of get that constructive criticism that can get you there faster. They're not like, nope, get out of here. Never go back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know what? What's the harm in trying? You are no worse off than you are today, but yet you've made a, a, a path forward. We got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so I think that's a you know another lesson learned. Stretching outside of your comfort zone is a big one. Absolutely. Christy, anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm just, you know, again, I'm, I'm honored to, to have this award and I'm, and I'm very grateful. And um, I look forward to continuing to finish out my career and working with other women across the industry because we are in a great and wonderful industry and look forward to what the next few years hold. Awesome. Um, I know, obviously, this is for a feature in our, our mortgage uh, banking magazine. But we do, you know, we do a daily newscast and podcast targeted towards originators in, in the mortgage industry. So anytime you want to come on, we're always looking for for more and more experts. So uh, if you ever have anything that you feel like needs to be talked about that's not getting addressed, certainly reach out and let us know. Oh, that's great. Yes, there's plenty to talk about right now. That's for sure. So, Mike, I appreciate that invitation. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll be right back with your headlines. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's your headlines for today, October 18th. PennyMac will now consider cash flow data in its underwriting system. Starting November 6th, lenders and borrowers can include 12 months worth of information like checking, savings, and investments accounts. Freddie says the change will help first-time home buyers and underserved borrowers whose loans would have been denied by traditional underwriting methods. With home prices falling, it seems the urban-suburban home buying dynamic has been flipped on its head. According to Redfin, suburban homes now have $1 more in value per square foot than they do in cities. It's the first time Redfin has seen this since it began tracking the data in 2018. And finally, home builder confidence fell for the 10th straight month. And outside of the first two months of the pandemic back in 2020, this is the lowest the National Association of Home Builders Index has been since 2012. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.